Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $20 on the steel MS-162 or MS-170 chainsaw. Real steel. Offer valid through June 30th, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in to Outkick the Show. I am your fearless leader, Clay Travis. The first new show, I believe, of 2021. And we have got so many topics to get to. I have got an even longer list than is ever usually the case. That, by the way, is all the notes that I bring to bear on all the different topics that we will be discussing. And I hope that all of you had a fabulous and safe and exciting and fun opening to your 2021. Let's dive right into it. We got three NFL games on Saturday. We got three NFL games on Sunday. The NFL completed their season 16 games in 17 weeks. All of the Corona Bros told you that that was impossible. The NFL said, We ain't scared. We're finding a way to play and they did. As a result, I think this is one of the greatest accomplishments in the history of the NFL. They kept their draft on schedule. They kept free agency on schedule and they managed to play the entirety of their regular season on schedule without even missing a single game. That is absolutely remarkable. Props to Roger Goodell, the players, the executives, team owners, team executives, coaches, everybody out there who made this a reality. We had a really exciting Sunday as all of the NFL playoffs were set. And right off the top here, we can continue our roll. $5 to win $125 at fanduel.com slash clay. That's fanduel.com slash clay. All you need to do is bet $5 and pick a winner of any of these playoff games and you get a 25 to 1 payout. That's fanduel.com slash clay. Phenomenal weekend of football coming up. Three games on Saturday, three games on Sunday and then on Monday night we get Alabama against Ohio State. I'm going to unpack all that. I will let you know that I will be there in attendance for the Titans game for the first Titans home playoff game since 2008. Baltimore Ravens coming to town. Your boy bought playoff tickets in advance because the Titans put them on sale in advance and because of the social distancing and the way they organized the seating I actually went ahead and made an old man move. I was like I hope this game's going to be played during the day. I'm going to put myself on the side of the stadium where the sun is most likely to be. If that's not a veteran old man move when it comes to buying tickets surveying the heavens being like, hey, January on uh, January in Nashville can be pretty cold at least for a Southern boy. I would rather be in the sunshine than not. Now, usually this is a balancing act. I'd like to be an ultimate diva and I would like to be in the shade for the first half of the football season and then I'd like to be in the sun for the second half. So I can take advantage of the heat when it starts to get cold and so I can avoid the heat when it actually is uh, hot. Can't do that right now although I'm going to reach out to the Titans and make that request. Is it possible for my season tickets in 2021? Half the season in the sun the other half 
in the shade balanced out by what the actual weather conditions are going to be. That's a veteran play if I could make it happen. It's also quite a diva play. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't do cold weather. Uh, So, I will be there on Sunday. uh, Rolling with uh, the Travis boys should be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Titans win the division for the first time since 2008 on the doink off of the upright. Now, all I can tell you is that there were some curse words shared in abundance in the Travis household as the Titans gave up a 16-point lead and fell behind, I think it was, 35-31. to 31. Uh, 21 unanswered from the 4-11 and 11 Houston Texans can do that. Uh, the Titans can't do anything easily but there are a couple of stats that I want to hit you coming out of that. They get the win. Let me just say this. Breaking down the Titans-Ravens game going forward. Here is the brutal truth. The Titans cannot stop anybody on defense. Therefore, they need to just start throwing out some junk defenses. They need to just try and get turnovers. They need to try and confuse people because a standard defense isn't forcing punts. Mike Vrabel doesn't seem to recognize how awful this defense is. They can't get any pressure. They can't get any stops. I don't know how the Houston Texans left A.J. Brown get behind them going right down the center of the field. What a throw with 18 seconds left from Ryan Tannehill. What a game from Derrick Henry going for 250. Uh, The only reason overtime could have been enjoyable at all if the Titans had ended up winning in overtime would have been to see whether Derrick Henry could have set the all-time record for rush yards. But I want to hit you with uh, this stat. Derrick Henry has the most 200-yard rushing games and two touchdown games in NFL history. He now has five. Nobody else has more than three in the history of the NFL and all three of the guys who have three they're Hall of Famers. Jim Brown, Barry Sanders, LaDainian Tomlinson. Derrick Henry is also the first running back ever to rush for 2,000 yards in high school 2,000 yards in college and 2,000 yards in the NFL. The guy is an absolute freak of nature. And I also thought that this was pretty interesting. 2,000 plus rushing yard seasons in NFL history there's only been eight of them. Eric Dickerson Adrian Peterson Jamal Lewis Barry Sanders Derrick Henry Terrell Davis Chris Johnson OJ Simpson. Nobody's ever done it twice. Can Derrick Henry rush for 2,000 yards again? We'll see. Next year he'll get to add a 17th game which would help in theory But I think Derrick Henry is putting himself in position to potentially be a Hall of Famer which is really something when you consider the first two years of his career in the NFL when the Titans basically didn't use him and when they were in a position to potentially trade him. Here's another wild stat for you about Derrick Henry. He has 2,027 rushing yards this season. Second most rushing yards in the league Dalvin Cook with 1,557. Then you drop all the way to Jonathan Taylor who had a great rookie year with the Colts and Aaron Jones. Here's a wild stat. If Derrick Henry had not taken a single carry in the first half he still would have finished fourth in the NFL in rushing and gone over a thousand yards. Think about that for a minute. If he had only played half of his games basically he still would have gone over if he had only started playing every game at halftime he still would have finished fourth in the league and been able to rush for over 1,000 yards. This is one of the most dominant performances we have ever seen from any running back. He's a freak of nature. 
it's a lot of fun to watch Derrick Henry. I'm glad that he is with the Titans right now. Uh, and again, the doink for the division title from the backup kicker. Uh, I don't think the Titans have much hope in the postseason. They can't stop anybody defensively. I do think this is interesting uh, when you look at the overall uh, talent and where it comes from um, in terms of uh, overall uh, offensive talent. Here were the five teams that finished averaging over 30 points in a game. They all made the playoffs and they were five of the top nine teams in the NFL. It's an offensive-driven league. Uh, Green Bay finished averaging 31.8 yards per game. Buffalo Bills finished averaging 31.3 Tampa Bay 30.8 Tennessee 30.7 and New Orleans averaged 30.1 Those were your five best defenses five best offenses in the NFL. It is now an offensive league. Green Bay best offense number one overall seed in the NFC. Buffalo second best offense number two overall seed in the AFC. Tampa Bay fifth in the uh, in the NFC although they would have been fourth if the NFC East we'll get to that in a moment hadn't had their own uh, their own uh, uh, bid that they got. Uh, the Titans finished fourth and New Orleans finishes uh, second overall. All of those teams finishing at a high level in their respective uh, conferences. Uh, all right, college football title game is set. Ohio State against Alabama. What a performance by Justin Fields. Justin Fields made himself a monumental sum of money coming back from that injury dropping dimes down the field on Clemson all day. Dabo may well have run uh, his mouth so much that his team couldn't cash the checks from his talking. Uh, The Ohio State fans are calling Dabo Gabo uh, because he ranked Ohio State 11th overall. Uh, and now there's already a focus oh Nick Saban ranked Ohio State 5th overall all this drama I don't think Nick Saban is going to give very much of an indication to uh, Ohio State that they can use for him for bulletin board material but I do think this performance by uh, Nick Saban is pretty incredible I've got this for you Uh, this is from Field Yates who put it out but I want to read all these accomplishments Nick Saban is in his 14th season at Alabama has won five national titles with a shot at his sixth uh, on Monday. Nine SEC championships he's won. 33 players drafted in the first round. More coming obviously in the next uh, NFL draft in April. Now has had 12 assistants hired as FBS head coaches. It's a pretty remarkable achievement from Nick Saban. I think it's a level of dominance we'll never see in college football again and it doesn't show any signs of ending soon. Uh, reports are out by the way that Jalen Waddell is set to return to Alabama practice and that he potentially could play on Monday. I would still peg that as unlikely but it's a remarkable recovery for Jalen Waddell who alongside of Devontae Smith has been an incredible wide receiver for the Alabama Crimson Tide along with Jerry Judy and also Henry Ruggs. In fact, Devontae Smith is favored to win the Heisman Trophy by a substantial amount If Jalen Waddell doesn't get injured against Tennessee I don't think Devontae Smith goes on and wins the Heisman Trophy. I think it's likely to be Mac Jones because some of his production would have gone to the other receiver instead of all going to Devontae Smith. As good as he is I think if Jalen Waddell had been playing he would have taken a lot of the shine away uh, from Devontae Smith. But there's a real argument 
that Alabama's four wide receivers who are all going to go in the first round Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs, Devontae Smith, and uh, Jalen Waddell are the best four wide receivers to ever have played college football and probably are more talented not better more talented than any wide receiver core in the history of the NFL because I don't remember ever there being four first round receivers on any NFL roster that's pretty incredible to think about. So what do we anticipate going forward? How healthy is Justin Fields going to be? Is he going to be able to go 100%? He's got a lot of time to get healthy but what is his uh, you know sort of overall health right now? You would expect for him to go on Monday a week from today but unlike in the NFL where we get regular injury reports we don't have to get a lot of updates in terms of his overall health. And I was talking with Todd Furman you may have heard me on the radio show this morning and uh, we were discussing whether or not uh, that uh, Justin Fields would be healthy and the likely outcome of whether he's going to be healthy or not will be told to you by what the line does Right now Alabama is a 7.5 point favorite over Ohio State uh, with an over-under of 74.5. That game will be played in one week. Props to college football just like I gave props to the NFL for managing to get its season in even though everybody told us that it was absolutely impossible or at least everybody in the Corona Bros. A big win for Ryan Day and Ohio State. Uh, Alabama if they win the title and beat Ohio State to get to 13-0 would become one of the greatest champions we have ever seen in the history of college football. 11 wins against the SEC Notre Dame and Ohio State would be 13 wins which would be phenomenal to see. I mean truly incredible. Sunday night football. Sunday night football Doug Peterson decides to pull Jalen Hurts in the fourth quarter and put Nate Sudfeld in uh, and as a result instead of being the story of Washington's triumph it's been a lot more talk about the Eagles deciding to tank on some level. So let me take a pause here for a moment and tell you that I think the story of Alex Smith and Ron Rivera is much more impressive than what the Eagles did. In particular Alex Smith came back from a leg injury that was so devastating there were times when amputation and death were feared as a result of that on-field injury. Ron Rivera in a COVID NFL season was getting uh, chemotherapy for cancer treatments. He was actually out there having to get treated for cancer while all of this was going on it's an unbelievable triumph of the head coach and of Alex Smith. They should rename the Comeback Player of the Year award in Alex Smith's favor because he has the greatest comeback to my mind in the history of the NFL. Yes, Washington only finished 7-9 but a 7-9 season to win this division is a remarkable comeback from Alex Smith and from Ron Rivera in his first year with Washington. Now, Nate Sudfeld and Doug Peterson and Jalen Hurts and the Eagles they got a big mess. I don't know what they're going to do with their quarterback position. There are reports that Carson Wentz has demanded a trade. Who knows what the overall impact is going to be here going forward but it got a lot of attention because they suddenly started to tank but 
I think the larger issue here is that the Eagles have no foundation for their franchise. Doug Peterson's team was picked to be right up there with the Cowboys as a big-time contender. Instead, they finished 4-11-1. They got a sixth round, sixth pick overall instead of a ninth pick by tanking. Uh, I don't know that Jalen Hurts is the future of the franchise. I don't think he is. They brought him in to play quarterback and the team finished 1-7 down the stretch. Uh, they were in decent shape earlier in the year and then the bottom just fell out of this team. So, I think there are larger issues at play here than just went on with Nate Sudfeld being tossed out onto the field. I understand why the Giants are angry but you don't have a lot of moral high ground when you go 6-10, and ten, all right? I don't have a lot of sympathy for you when you go 6-10. and ten. In fact, as much as I believe that Alex Smith and Ron Rivera deserve praise, there's no reason whatsoever for the NFL to insist on the continuing charade of division winners getting to host home playoff games. The Bucks are going on the road against Washington. And I got to be honest with you, if you want to give a division winner a playoff spot, that's fine. But I think the NFL should do away with the idea that division winners automatically get home playoff games. In an expanded playoffs, I think the four best teams, regardless of what division they happen to be in, should end up being able to host home playoff games. Uh, all right, Super Bowl uh, lineups are set. The march to the Super Bowl is on. Seven teams for the first time ever in the AFC. Seven teams for the first time ever in the NFC. There are only, however, five teams that I believe are good enough to go to the Super Bowl and win it. And those five in order, it's my final outkick top five of the season. Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. Especially if they get Edwards Hilaire back, which Dr. Chow seems to believe is likely in the divisional round next week. Uh, the Chiefs, number one overall team. The Packers, number two. Uh, both those teams get a bye in the divisional round. I think that's the most likely Super Bowl. The Bills I now have as the third best team in the NFL. They're on fire. Josh Allen uh, is the third best quarterback this year behind Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. Uh, then Drew Brees. Reports are this is Drew Brees' final season as the quarterback of the Saints and he will step into the NBC booth after this. Uh, we'll see what ends up happening with Drew Brees going forward and the Saints. And then in the five spot, I've got the Seahawks. So basically you have five Hall of Fame four Hall of Fame quarterbacks and one young quarterback who looks like he's a stud Patrick Mahomes uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, Drew Brees and Russell Wilson are all certain Hall of Famers and then you've got Josh Allen who's having a remarkable third year season and we'll see if he can build on it. I'm going to get to the college football in a moment uh, but I want to talk about this Trevor Lawrence mustache issue. Did you guys hear about this? I must ask you about this. Uh, did you hear about the post-game interview late Friday night? Trevor Lawrence was asked a question and a female reporter who to my knowledge still has not been identified then said while her Zoom was still on and not muted that Trevor Lawrence looked ridiculous with his mustache and he needed to shave it off basically. And most people laughed to his credit. Trevor Lawrence laughed and didn't turn it into any kind of issue. But what I want to see uh, and discuss here is it's amazing to me how people selectively make decisions on who victims are and who victims are not. If a female athlete had been doing an interview like this and a male reporter had been heard saying something similar about her physical appearance her hair, 
her weight. God forbid he said that she needed to shave her mustache. He would be fired and he would never work again. A mob would immediately form. There would be a thousand woke hit pieces written about what an awful human being he is. And people get upset about me when I point out stories like these but identity politics laden people insist not on treating everybody the same but they have a pyramid of victimization. Everybody should handle a story like this like Trevor Lawrence and everybody should be handled and treated the same way but they aren't. And so I just want you to think about that a little bit and my buddy Keith Olbermann who I hope his meds are still working but I question whether they are or not because he's demanded that Supreme Court justices be arrested he's demanded that senators be arrested Uh, all of this craziness that he's putting out there was saying oh that's why are you even discussing a hypothetical basically that's what crazy people do and I mean that's a fundamental misunderstanding of how smart decisions are made the legal process is predicated on factual hypotheticals That's how we get at reasonable decisions and rational defensible precedent by actually looking at a situation subtly altering it and saying are we treating like situations in a like manner? Many of the times in modern American society the answer is we are not. Here's an easy example for you. Compare how Brett Kavanaugh's sexual assault allegations were treated compared to Joe Biden's sexual assault allegations. The allegations against Joe Biden were from a subordinate were far more reasonable and believable with easy historical precedent of them having been reported before for decades whereas Brett Kavanaugh was 15 years old or 16 or 17 or whatever the heck he was a minor and there's no evidence he even ever met his accuser. Yet Brett Kavanaugh was dragged through the mud and Joe Biden was basically given a clean pass. And people get mad at me when I point out these disparate treatments from the media but really all I'm requesting is that we have a standard that we have a precedent and that we apply it going forward. And the Trevor Lawrence situation to me is fascinating because if Trevor Lawrence was a female athlete everybody would immediately demand that the male reporter who asked this question be fired. Now, I don't believe in cancel culture. I don't want people fired over stupid things that they do on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or in some viral video that someone grabs and treats as if it's representative of larger societal issues. But I do think the same people in the woke sports media who would lose their mind should be treating like situations in a like manner. And I want you to file this one away because in our modern era where people make Zoom errors all the time hey, what's up Jeffrey Tubin? I hope that we'll apply the same precedent going forward as was applied surrounding Trevor Lawrence. Now, the SEC dominated in bowl season despite the fact that there are many SEC haters out there. The SEC went 6-2 posting 6 top 25 wins the most of any conference ever. Uh, The ACC tanked, went 0-6. The Big 12 went 5-0. Every year, a lot of people out there in the media and certainly a lot of fans root for the SEC to fall on its face and they selectively pick games. Florida didn't show up. Oklahoma whipped them. Props to Oklahoma. Uh, Auburn 
did not have a coach Northwestern beat them. The SEC won every other game many of which they won as the underdog. They beat six top 25 teams to finish 6-2 and two, uh, and continue to make it clear that they dominate college football and play by a different level of dominance than everybody else. Speaking of 6-2 and two, the OutKick six-pack I gave you eight picks going into the weekend. We won six of them. We are now 61-38 and 38 on the NFL regular season. I'll be picking the playoffs as well but that is a white hot stretch that we have been giving out to you. FanDuel.com slash Clay 6-2 and 61-38 overall breaking down NFL action. Now uh, I want to tell you you can see right now that I am sitting in a pretty phenomenal fantastic chair that is allowing me to have better work product than I ever have before. That is the X chair and I encourage you guys to check it out xchair.com slash clay is the website xchair.com slash clay you need to be as productive as you can a lot of you are working from home now you need the best possible chair that has the best possible support and they will hook you up in a big way they have a dynamic variable lumbar and a heat massage therapy both are features that separate them from the market it's a fabulous chair and they will continually adjust this chair to your body making you an incomparable support structure for your chair lower back better posture and the best benefits of heat and massage no other chair out there can offer these this is the best possible chair when it comes to your body and your productivity and right now they will hook you up in a big way if you go to xchair.com slash clay that's xchair.com slash my name clay put it in and go there today and get the best possible chair that you can no matter where you are across this country around this world xchair.com slash clay. Uh, The NCAA tournament has been announced that it's going to be in one location in Indiana and primarily in the city of Indianapolis where the NCAA is based. I am excited for that uh, for the NCAA tournament to come back after a year's absence and also for it to take place in Indianapolis. Props to everyone out there in college basketball things are going to get better sooner rather than later. You know what I'm looking forward to? I was just talking about this uh, with one of our employees on the phone a little bit ago. Uh, The SEC basketball tournament is in Nashville. My hope is that we're going to be able to have some public events surrounding the SEC basketball tournament for everybody who is coming into Nashville uh, by that time in March. I think there's a very good chance that we will because I think things will be getting infinitely better and the people who are terrified of COVID are going to have a lot less reasons to be terrified. Still a bunch of stories to get to. Longest story. We got so many storylines over the weekend. By the way, biggest audiences in OutKick history on Sunday and Monday. We are absolutely rolling at OutKick.com. You can go sign up for your VIP there. We are going to have a big VIP uh, event that is virtual on a January day. Go to OutKick.com slash VIP. Get signed up there. Okay. Ranking the NFL job openings. It is Black Monday in the NFL. We have seen a lot of different coaches fired. Six, in fact, now jobs that are open. Here is how I would rank the six open NFL head coaching jobs. I've got the Chargers number one overall. Why do I have the Chargers number one overall? Because it appears to me that they have their quarterback of the future in Justin Herbert. They have an incredible amount of young talent. Justin Herbert's 22. Uh, Derwin James 24 Joey Bosa 24 uh, Nuosu 24 
uh, and Austin Eckler is 25 among others. That's a pretty impressive collection of talent under 25 years old. Also, uh, as you look at their position they have $30 million in cap space and the number 13 overall pick in the NFL uh, draft. So they can go get a big addition plus they finished 7-9 and nine this year and probably should have won two or three more games at minimum that they ended up losing down the stretch. So I have the Chargers as the best team uh, job available. Texans I have as the second best job. Deshaun Watson is a revelation. The reason I have them second is because they don't have a first round pick. They gave it away. They don't have a second round pick and they are $15 million under the cap. But they had a lot of injuries and I feel like if you bring back some talent and give Deshaun Watson some support they can go from 4-12 and 12 to 10-6 and 6 really, really fast. A uh, third best opening job I've got the Jags. The Jags have $81 million in cap room. Two first rounders two second rounders. The expectation is they're going to go get uh, Trevor Lawrence although Urban Meyer who we're going to talk about may be the next head coach there. The reason why I have them at third is we don't know how good Trevor Lawrence is going to be. There are lots of busts that we expect to be good. We know the Chargers Justin Herbert was great. We know that Deshaun Watson is great. Uh, We don't know how good Trevor Lawrence is going to be. In the fourth spot I've got the Jets. They have a lot of options with the number two overall pick. They've got $73 million in cap room. Two first round picks. They got to make a decision about whether Sam Darnold is their quarterback in the future or they could go get a Justin Fields or someone else. Jack Wilson, Zach Wilson, trade back. We'll see. In the five spot I've got the Lions because it looks like Matthew Stafford is done and they're going to have to go back in and find a new uh, quarterback. And then in the last spot I've got the Falcons. They have the fewest amount of cap space. Uh, They are $25 million over the cap right now. They're going to have to cut a lot of people. They got big money still invested in Matt Ryan and everything seems to be falling apart. So ranking the NFL job openings if I were objectively looking at them and I had an option to go anywhere Chargers 1, Texans 2, Jags 3, Jets 4, Lions 5, and the Falcons 6. Speaking of job openings and making a choice about where you'd like to go Urban Meyer to Jacksonville seems like it may very well be a reality. But and I think this is fascinating Urban Meyer wants $12 million a year reportedly to take over the Jags job. Now a lot of people are going to say oh $12 million a year that's crazy but I think if you slot the coaching salary into the average uh, salary of players right $12 million a year now is about 25%-ish 33%-ish of the top quarterbacks in the NFL and what they are starting to make. And so don't you think that the head coach is worth 25% of what the quarterback might be worth? I don't think that's crazy. I don't think that's crazy at all. 33% of what the quarterback might be worth in the years ahead. If Urban is really good $12 million a year doesn't scare me away. I hope he goes to Jacksonville because we get the drama of could he draft Justin Fields over Trevor Lawrence but also whoever he takes as his quarterback I think it is fascinating to contemplate what would happen in Jacksonville going forward. Could Urban Meyer work in the NFL? It seems like he wants to try it. I'd be curious to see. Uh, Baker, 
Mayfield gets into the playoffs with the Browns props to the Browns getting into the playoffs for the first time since 2002 there are kids in college right now who have never seen the Browns in the playoffs before that puts into perspective how long it has been they got there on a quarterback sneak play that they named Maserati why did they name it Maserati? because my buddy Colin Cowherd said that Baker Mayfield was more of a Mazda than he was a Maserati and that everybody claims that they don't listen to criticism but they decided to call the play that put the Browns into the playoffs a quarterback sneak for Baker Mayfield where he rolled right to pick up some yardage Maserati in honor of Colin Cowherd saying that Baker Mayfield was more Mazda than Maserati. By the way, also everybody claims that they don't pay attention to what is said about them publicly athletes or coaches and then whenever they have the opportunity to fire back it's like they have the memory of a uh, what's it an elephant supposedly has a great memory they have incredible recollections when it comes to slights remember Michael Jordan in The Last Dance it was amazing all the different things he could remember that people said and did that he didn't like uh Texas this story just totally got buried because it happened in the middle of all this other chaos of the NFL action and everything else Texas has fired Tom Herman three weeks after they said they were going to keep him after uh, flirting with Urban Meyer and they have added a new coach Steve Sarkeesian as their guy going forward. Now this is intriguing on many different levels in particular because Sarkeesian has had his own struggles at Washington and USC and you remember how he left USC being fired for substance abuse issues. But Sark went to Nick Saban and he has now rehabilitated his image like so many coaches have before like we already saw uh, happen with Lane Kiffin. Now Sark has gone to uh, has gotten a huge job at Texas The offense is rolling at Alabama and now Nick Saban is reportedly considering Adam Gase and also uh, Bill O'Brien to potentially be his offensive coordinator next year so he can rehab their images going forward and get them new opportunities for coaching in the years ahead. So again, Tom Herman fired Steve Sarkeesian in. We'll see what happens at the University of Texas. Reports are that Urban Meyer sorry that Jim Harbaugh is going to be extended at the University of Michigan until 2026. So if you are an Ohio State Buckeye fan and you thought things were going your way already and by the way they were now you are talking about Jim Harbaugh getting extended all the way until 2026 turning down theoretically overtures to join the NFL and continuing to coach at Michigan even coming off of a highly disappointing season in Ann Arbor. Huge win for Ohio State on Friday against Clemson. Potentially a bigger win going forward with Jim Harbaugh being extended at Michigan. Finally, I thought this was pretty funny. Uh, Xavier McKinney fired back at Skip Bayless. Xavier McKinney is uh, is a safety for the, uh, for the Giants and Skip Bayless took a shot at him after the NFL draft when he said that he was afraid 
that the Cowboys, who Skip roots for, were going to draft Xavier McKinney out of Alabama. Uh, And this is pretty interesting. Again, going back to my point about athletes remembering everything, McKinney picked off Andy Dalton in the end zone before that crazily insane ending uh, that we saw between the uh, Cowboys and the Giants where the running back had broken into the open and clear, gotten the first down and then fumbled it. Looked like he recovered it with his butt. Eventually got it back up into his hand. Uh, Skip Bayless tweeted, Glad the Giants took the Bama safety Xavier McKinney. I did not want the Cowboys to take. Uh, Xavier McKinney picks off Andy Dalton to effectively end the Cowboys season and then took to Twitter to say, Happy belated New Year, Skip, with a winking emoji. The website is free. That is absolutely savage. Very, very funny from Xavier McKinney. All right. I appreciate all of you. FanDuel.com slash Clay. Get on it. FanDuel.com slash Clay. You will be glad that you did. Also get hooked up with my buddies at X-Chair and thank you for all your support of OutKick in 2020. It was a fabulous year but 2021 is going to be even better. I appreciate all of you. My name is Clay Travis. This has been OutKick. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. Let's roll on into 2021. I will be on television in about 30 minutes breaking down all of the gambling action upcoming from the NFL wildcard and I can't wait to be in the stadium on Sunday watching the Titans try to get their first home playoff win in forever against the Baltimore Ravens. This has been OutKick the show.